Welcome to The Omnibus Show, a program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. And now, your host, Dave Gibbs. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Omnibus Show, the program for people who are interested in everything, with deep conversations on a wide variety of subjects. This week's guest is Jenny Browning, who is the CEO of the American Dairy Association of Indiana. Uh, She is an experienced marketing and communication professional with a detailed history of working in the dairy community. She's also a registered dietitian nutritionist with a strong media and communication background. And it is good to have you here this week. Thank you and welcome. Well, thank you. I, I look forward to the conversation. Yes. So milk. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, milk. Um, well, tell us about um, your milestones and mm-hmm. what led you to be the CEO of uh, the, the milk of our, our, uh, of our state. I know. So a lot of people, how did you get into dairy? Did you grow up on a dairy farm? Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. Uh, I, I hadn't even been on a dairy farm until I was hired. Uh, my background is in exercise physiology, and also I'm a dietitian. So I got those degrees from Ball State. Just mm-hmm. always been really interested in health. I was um, into sports and athlete in high school. And so with that, I actually knew about the Dairy Association because they work a lot with dietitians and nutrition. So I had actually interned there for three weeks. Um, however, my journey through, I had three jobs beforehand. I worked at the Community North Hospital here in Indy. Yes. I also um, then went to the YMCA and did corporate wellness. And then also for a physical therapy and wellness company and did business development for then, Great. for there. Um, I got a call from a professor, actually, from Ball State and said, I think I just saw a job that would, it's your job. You got to go get it. And it was the director of communications at the American Dairy Association, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and applied and I got the job. So, um, which they needed somebody that could talk and somebody also who was a dietitian. So I fit the mold. Well, that's great. So, and Indiana's Midwest, we've got a big agricultural state mm-hmm. and there are many farms. Can you tell us about, um, the farming, milk, you know, milk farms and, and such sure. in our state and and that process. Sure. So in the state of Indiana, there is just under 700 dairy farms. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably you have driven by a dairy farm. You just might not know. Um, and not everyone knows what a dairy cow looks like. But so um, it ranges from size all the way from maybe 10 cows all the way to maybe a couple thousand cows here in the state. And the average here for the state of Indiana is just over 200 cows on a farm. Um, But dairy farmers, the one thing, so the Dairy Association, we work for Indiana dairy farmers. Mm -hmm. And we really are here to do just what I'm doing is chatting with people about and connecting them to dairy farming and dairy and just answering those questions because less than 2% of uh, the population is connected to agriculture. Yes. And, and so, you know, and milk is a big thing. Now, you are, you're the state agency association. You're tied, are, you have a federal tie? Well, it's really through, it's called, it's a checkoff organization. So what that is, is basically for every 100 pounds of milk a yes. dairy farmer here in the state produces, we get 10 cents of that. 
And that is that, that's how we're funded by dairy farmers. Okay. So it's the idea is to take the money. The farmers. This was created by the farmers back in 1984, mm -hmm. and then that's a way to help promote. Um, generally, just the the nutrition of dairy, and then also recently. So even when I was hired 15 years ago, people want to know about nutrition. So we did that. But now we're taking people with really on the farm and educating about dairy farming because that's how people are making their choices. Mm -hmm. They want to know about the source and where it's derived from. Sure. And, and people are getting more and more interested in that. Did you, being a dietitian, um, when you were in your studies and as a professional dietitian, did you um, have a big tie-in with, I mean, milk would be one of the food groups that um, you'd work. And it's more than just milk. Dairy is mm -hmm. expanded to um, other sure. dairy products. But how um, how do you... Well, we'll leave it to you because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. beyond my province, is on um, dietitian. Sure. So part the dietary guidelines, or you think about what they used to have, um, the food pyramid, and now it's a plate. But dairy is one of the food groups. So, and mm -hmm. because of that, the food groups are made of the different nutritional components, and so that we make sure that one children are growing very healthy and have everything for development. And then later in life, as we we age, that we make sure that our our bones are still working and our minds are still working. So all these different food groups, they make sure, and that's why the nutrition recommendations come from that. How many servings should we have? So part of that is like dairy was one of those. So it's very important to have. So especially for children and the vitamins. So um, think of that. A, ch a child can, again, whether um, from a cow or even if a, a woman is breastfeeding. So that is the core of what a child will get. And they want to make sure because of all that nutrition. But then now you think about all the different innovative um progression of things of food so in 1950s how many beverages were there there was there'd be milk yeah. and water yeah. and iced tea and um there was soda was like, around back then juice and so that you're and juice like so you're orange limited. juice yeah. and, and cranberry and yeah. a few of those so think now you go mm -hmm. to the store and you're overwhelmed you don't even but the and the packaging is so vibrant. So that's how people make their choices. So people might drink less milk now, mm -hmm. but think of all the innovative products. So yogurt, you have um, different, even yogurt just for pri probiotics for digestive help. The cheeses, a kefir. Yeah, kefir. Yep. Um, so then whey protein. So there's just the milk is not just milk anymore so it's more about the components and how um, innovative dairy has been mm -hmm. over the years jenny do you go to the different farms do you, uh, the the 700 right the do you have a meetup or do you go and visit them do you because you probably have um small farms just in our state you have um small farms and mm -hmm. you probably have uh, what would you, would you call them industrial farms you know big super farms well they're uh 95 of dairy farms in the U u.s are family owned mm -hmm. so that's one thing and here I, I would say I've been to Amish farm, farms up north mm -hmm. um, and then all the way to a lot of people on 65 drive by um, Fair Oaks Farms. Again, um, family owned. So I, and everybody has something a little different. Sure. And then not growing up on a dairy farm, I've learned a lot about cows that I've never thought I would say some of those things. Um, 
but the technology. So now, whether it's a small farm or even a large, there's robotic milkers. In the state of Indiana, there's 37 robotic mil um, milking farms. So that is where a cow can get up and go, and if she feels like being milked, she goes through and she's milked, and then she kind of moseys on back and eats something and lays down. So that could be used for a family who's very small and they just want to go watch their high school boy play basketball and not mm -hmm. worry about who's on the farm. Or maybe it's even for a, lar a large farm who sure. it's just efficiency. So it's just neat to learn about each operation. Yeah, that's fascinating. I, I love farms. Mm -hmm. I'm not a farmer. I mean, um, we were farmers on both sides, generations past. Um, Dad's side was more of um, like uh, grass and, and mm -hmm. back in the old country would have been, you know, regular products that, you know, grown. Um, and um, mom's side actually were tobacco farmers oh, down in Kentucky yeah, okay. mm -hmm. on the Ohio River. And so um, <clears throat> that's, uh, it's always fascinating because they grew up with farms, visiting farms, yeah. not being on a farm. Well, that's it for chapter one. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with chapter two here on The Omnibus Show. Hi, and welcome back to the second chapter of The Omnibus Show. This week's guest is Jenny Browning. She is the CEO of the American Dairy Association of Indiana. Now, i got to ask, my net first question for this chapter is, got milk? <laughs> That's right. Now, you're not the first person to ask, but we do. We yeah, got yeah, milk. you got yeah. milk. So yeah. um, that's probably the most um, famous campaign I know about the Milk Association. How mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Because it's been a while since it's that It's been a lot, out. but I feel like it's still out there. So like any kind of good, oh, that much, that same It's a, it's same a cultural group. thing. It is, know. very much. Um, so that was really in California, working with the agency, um, similar like to promotion like what we are. So it was a way of getting uh, milk out there, making it relevant and helping um, do that. So we've kind of steered away from some of that now and some of the, that money in marketing has been put into different innovation of brands and whether and, and really promoting that. But you think of how we get information now, it's a little bit different, but by far that is the, the most memorable thing, I feel like, of, of marketing of dairy mm -hmm. for sure. Now, that's fascinating to know because that, that really was successful. It was, yeah. And it was very cute because all these celebrities and athletes would have a little mustache mm -hmm. on their, on their, on their, their lip. Um, but going on to the cows, mm -hmm. um, there are different kinds of milk cows. Mm -hmm. Do, does our state have, um, and that can go into nationally too, is there a particular... Um, milk cow that is the sort of the number one or there's varieties there are correct. and I, I could I probably for a million dollars could try to name all like the the different types but I would say safely Holstein here and this mm -hmm. the state is are the most popular so okay. that's your typical where you think of like kind of like my sweater here the the black and um, white like kind of cow print that is a Holstein cow so if you see that um, and that's just typical to wear probably for the weather. Now you go somewhere different like Australia and the, the cows are different for what fits the environment the best. Okay. 
Well, that's interesting. Well, I think the question we all want to know is, where are the chocolate cows? Chocolate cows. <laughs> well, um, we were kind of chit-chatting and talking about there are people who think that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. So um, that's just part of the reason for our organization, too, because mm -hmm. there's so much, much misinformation or just confusion. Mm -hmm. Because farmers are doing an excellent job, and we don't have to farm. I don't. I just go to the grocery store. Sure. I don't have to do anything, um, and so the food is provided. And again, less than two percent of the population is connected to agriculture. But years past generations, um, you had even talked about kind of being part or a uh, family being part of, of farms, and that was how we've grown up. Well, now I don't have any grandparents that were farmers. And so that's mm -hmm. where we get detached and we have a lot of questions. A lot of people have never been on a dairy farm. Yeah. No, that's true. A lot of people have any, even here living in Indiana. Um, decades ago, my dad did a, a mini documentary on milk mm -hmm. uh, for NBC. And uh, what, what it was was uh, what he found out were a lot of kids in Chicago they thought they didn't think they didn't connect milk to a cow. They connected milk to the you know the um, stainless steel machine. You pick up the handle and the milk feeds right. the glass, and that's what a lot of them thought. And the the idea was there was a program in which they were taking kids out to, to, the... to, to farms, yeah, to to learn about agriculture. And, and that's and wonderful. And so, so that's what we do. So that is not. I'd and, still uh, love to see a chocolate cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. And you know what? We'd be pretty rich after the end of that. Yeah, we could go we promote would. that chocolate cow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of variety in in the dairy association or in dairy industry, mm -hmm. and can you to tell us a little bit about it to inform us about? Um, what are all the things that go on in, in dairy? Sure. And, I mean, there's national, but here we are in Indiana, um, which is kind of a, a part of the 50 states of, of that. Sure. So if you just take for Indiana, for example, in just our state, we have the, the first and as now of now, the only Walmart dairy processing plant. So mm -hmm. again, they um, service about 444 stores nationwide just with that and the technology they have to do that. Then all the way to... Forgive me, is that a milk farm that... It's a process... Or, no. So oh, the it's milk processing. Is, it so it comes just in. comes in right. and um, they <clears throat> process it and package it and pasteurize it. And so that's... Then they can have that there. Okay. Um, then they source it from different dairy from farms. From different dairy farms. Mm -hmm. I see. And then you have to a, an, another processing to where maybe it's a small farm and they're doing the processing on farm. So where that dairy oh, farmer sure. collects it and makes their own, mm -hmm. whether it's milk, cheese, um, and different dairy foods there. Um, I think of the farm that's it's, it's more of a commercial farm than a, a, a dairy farm. But um, over here on the northwest side of Indianapolis is... Mm -hmm. um, Fair Oaks Farms. Not Fair no. Oaks being up in oh, Lafayette. Oh, Trader's I'm, Point. Trader's yeah. Point. Tra uh -huh. Yeah, where you can get milk and dairy cheese and you've got um, yogurt, etc. And I would say that's and, more of like But they process on it on farm. Exactly. So yeah. again, smaller farm. And again, they're bringing you to their, their farm and showing that. So that is something that we love, whether it's Fair Oaks, it's Trader's Point mm -hmm. Creamery, or one of the different farms that are just opening. Maybe um, they have, during the fall, they have fall festival and have a corn maze and they bring. But connecting people for mm -hmm. where their food is grown is so important because everyone eats. 
and everyone has millions of questions and there's so much information out there, it's hard to know. And everyone wants to feed themselves and their family and just do what's best. Yeah. Um, And I'm thinking, you've already mentioned Fair Oaks. Mm -hmm. That's, um, we were talking earlier about Knott's Farm off camera um, in California when I was a kid. The, um, up by Lafayette and Fair Oaks, it's a destination dairy, etc. It is. So they really, um, their vision to really connect people with all types of agriculture. So you have uh, pork and crops and so how, and again, now they have a restaurant and, and different. So how can you go there for a reason and why you're there? You, you're learning about that mm-hmm. and you're having a good time. So that's, yeah. that's part of what we even try to do on a, a smaller scale to whether it's handouts or information, videos, virtual farm tours. How can we allow you to experience something about dairy, farming or food wise and you just happen to learn from it at the same time. So that's that's very good. Um, I love those type of places because yeah. you're always learning stuff, and while well, you're having a good yeah. time and having Enjoying something food. good to eat, yeah. exactly. Um, I like their butter case cheese. Oh yeah. Um, now to the health stuff. This is for mom and dads. <laughs> is um, there different people have different dietary interests? Um, um, as we talked about the. Um, Grass-fed versus corn-fed, and mm-hmm. so forth. Can you can you educate us sure. on on some of the the knowledge of of uh, how people can learn about the different kind of milk and um, the differences and the people the concerns people have about. I think a lot of people. I'm I'm a grass-fed yeah. type of person, mm-hmm. so not that I eat grass, but I, I look for <laughs> for uh, grass-fed butter. Right. Um, the good thing about milk and dairy, that there are a lot of different options. So whether it's you're going for affordability or you're going through that you want grass-fed for whatever the reason, that it's out there. Um, for the dietitian part of me and the nutritional side, for grass-fed to organic to conventional milk, there is no mm-hmm. significant nutritional difference. It'll be the same on the back of the label. Okay. Um, and so people choose different management practices. So I guess I would say if you're drinking milk and you're enjoying it, and then that's the great thing about dairy, then go for it. That's the right decision for you. Um, the questions that people have about their food, whether it's lactose, so people are lactose mm-hmm. intolerant, lactose there's lactose-free intolerant. milk. Mm-hmm. Um, if there, you know, a small, very small portion of people who have an allergy to protein in milk, then mm, yeah. then that's something different than lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the innovation of dairy in general mm-hmm. um, and technology now to where there's so many different options that there, before you um, st- stay away from it or eliminate it out of your diet and maybe have nutritional deficiencies, there is probably something out there that fits what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, um, and I try to learn more about this myself on nutrition, etc. is that kefir. We talked about that mm-hmm. before. I get a um, zero sugar kefir over at um, uh, Trader yeah. Joe's. Yeah. That's one of the stores. Well, I have to... You're have very... To, yeah, so to, digestive health, right? So Yeah, that's, digestive gut health. Yeah, and that's know. one of the things that people want, which uh, digestive health. Um, now people are looking for calm but also energy. So if you think about that, you oh, see yeah. products that will help 
relax you, but then you also want something that energizes you or you're a college student that makes you be alert to study. Um, also, there's the immunity part. So those, the gut health, immunity, calm, and energy mm-hmm. are really what products and people are really looking for yes. nowadays. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a healthy thing. I know, it's the thing. Now, um, going on to uh, events and, and, and organizations, do you meet with farmers? Do you have events that you're involved with here in Indiana? Sure. Um, we do meet uh, for, with farmers as well, and then we help also them put them in the spotlight so people can put a face with dairy farming and meet and learn about dairy farming and... I would say for the state of Indiana, the, one of the, the ones that just happens to be in our backyard is the Indy 500, where mm-hmm. the winner drinks a bottle of milk. Bottle of milk. Um, that's right, yeah. uh, the sign of victory. And an Indiana dairy farmer, it's different each year, provides that bottle of milk. Um, do they have a different farmer farm 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 every year, or do they have so many years? There is a different um, farm and farmer every year that then provides that milk. So it's a a big responsibility, and it's something that, a a tradition, so Louis Meyer drank buttermilk in 1936, Mm -hmm. and then um, after then, that that tradition, that they just kept doing it on and off, and it made it a a tradition after 1956. There you go. Um, And everybody sees that at the end where the guy's drinking the buttermilk. That's right, and it has become very important um, to, to the race, to the drivers, but then also for the farmers, so dairy farmers work very hard on, um, they don't get to leave the farm a lot because you think about that. They're milking two or three mm-hmm. times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes calves are being born, so they have to be there. Sure. So that moment, is, it's like represents kind of all that hard work. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's a very proud moment for, for dairy farmers. Well, that's fabulous. I, that You're saying that reminds me of, there was a, a lady who used to come around our house like really early, like before I was supposed to get up. You know, <laughs> yeah. she was um, from Northwest Indiana. We had a lot of Dutch farms mm-hmm. in Northwest Indiana, yeah. and um, uh, I think her name was Hofstra. And she would come by. She'd come with her big truck, like mm-hmm. a suburban or whatever, and she'd always bring fresh eggs uh-huh. and milk. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, milk in a bottle is like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oberweiss, anyone? Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, those are some good dairy memories. Mm-hmm. Um, other events are you're you're involved in other than the Indy Five Hundred. Um, is there anything other big? I would say the Indiana State Fair. Uh-huh. So that um, usually the month of August, we're very busy with that. Not only do we have the gigantic cheese sculpture that we have this cheese sculptor um, do just for fun and um, a way to talk about dairy, but then also the dairy bar. So where we do sell about 70,000 milkshakes and about 45 to 50,000 um, grilled cheese mm-hmm. and just good old milk and yogurt and cottage cheese. But that, again, the dairy farmers are very passionate about keeping the cost low and then serving that <clears throat> to the public. So, Well, that, that's fascinating, and that, that's, that's quite a, 
a tradition, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I would say, you know, I, maybe the state fair might disagree, but that's probably the first stop that they're, they can't wait to go to the dairy bar. Um, it milkshake is, mama. Right, right. But <laughs> I feel like everyone wants a milkshake. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for the kiddos, and it's just one of those traditions, it's been since 1941, there was a milk yeah. tent, yes. and it's progressed to now a freestanding kind of circular barn mm -hmm. um, with cow print awning. But it, it's just it's nice to connect with the public there, and um, they always have a good time because we try to keep it fun at the dairy bar. Oh, that's very fun. Um, any events coming up this uh, for 2024? Oh. I mean, we know that you've mentioned the yeah. 500s coming up, and um, is there a particular? Have they? said who the the farmer is that's taking care of milk this year or uh, yep this year will be alex Neuenschwander. so uh -huh. he's from bluffton um great so which is up by um fort wayne that yep. area uh -huh. on your way up there so that he will be the the, the milkman or the milk presenter of the indy 500 well, that's great yeah and so um we do video shoots we get him prepped so again if he's interviewed on a podcast like this that he um feels very comfortable sharing his story um, but coming up, we, we work a lot with schools and school nutrition, mm. and then also with maybe different food equipment, but, uh, we have breakfast, school breakfast week in March that we do promotions with the mm. schools. Um, but coming up then besides the others, I have uh, mentioned the ice cream social downtown, um, on the circle, oh, yeah. we have done that for, and I, I should know how and many years. Is that but. in the spring? That's it is spring. July. July is ice cream month. Of course. Month. And the, June yeah. is dairy month. There's a, a month for you everything. You get two months, yeah. right? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so down in the circle. We work with different community um, nonprofits to where each year that proceeds goes to them. So um, this year it would be the Boys and Girls Club, mm -hmm. and then we'll choose a different um, organization for the next year. Well, that'll be great. Mm -hmm. So, and we'll, we'll put your link yeah. on in the description notes and so people can uh, see what's coming up and you'll have do you do you mention the the 500 in the fair Is we that, do okay. yeah you can go to winnersdrinkmilk.com again mm -hmm. winners drink milk from you know any 500 and uh has all the information there but then also if you need to get a hold of us we will we'll answer you too Gotcha. Now you're you're making me think of when I was in high school. Sometimes I would get up early to go to school. Yeah. And I had friends who were on the swim team because uh -huh. they would get up at oh dark hundred. Oh yeah. To practice. Mm -hmm. That's when they practice, not after school, bef before. Before. And um, we had breakfast at the school, but mm -hmm. I would always get donuts and milk. There you that's go. what well. I had. Milk. I had milk every morning I was there. Yeah. And so that's some good memories. That is good. And again, having that milk. A lot of it's for that protein, too. A lot of people don't know that it has eight grams of protein just in a, mm -hmm. um, a carton of milk. Um, and then one, you said swimming, so I have to have to say it, but the greatest refuel beverage after exercise, not during, after. is chocolate milk. Is chocolate milk. Yeah, it's like nature sport drinks. Is that after swimming or any kind of Any workout? kind. You just want to, want to drink it during. Chocolate um, milk. That's a good prescription. It I'm is. all for that. It has the right carb and protein ratio, electrolytes, B vitamins, so it's just kind of all there. And chocolate. And cho it has the extra carbs, so you need you that go. right carb and protein ratio. Well, I'm all for that. There you go. Oh, great. <laughs> well, Jenny, thank you so much. Okay. It thank was you. great having you it on the fun. show today. It was. And um, that's it for this episode of The Omnibus Show. 
And we're shooting today from Feinstein's. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Hotel Carmichael. And we look forward to being with you on the next episode of The Omnibus Show. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Omnibus Show. If you enjoyed this program, please like, share and subscribe to continue the conversation. For The Omnibus Show newsletter, please sign up at theomnibusshow.com.